0: It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here's your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. The 2022 Volume 2 issue is out now. For more information or to subscribe, visit insighttowers.com intelligence. Another interesting topic today, C-band deployments are underway with the major carriers particularly Verizon and AT&T that each got an early start with phase one rollouts in December of 2021. Phase two activities are underway to meet a December 2023 deadline. C-band is a valuable mid band spectrum for its bandwidth capacity and reach. The early carrier activity is focused on macro cells, but is moving to small cells for network densification in populated areas and for new fixed wireless access applications. Mounting C-band radios on small cells, however, poses a host of challenges, and understandably not one size fits all. Here with me to talk about some of these C-band small cell deployment challenges and some novel solutions is Kat Brooks, Senior Director of Sales at ComSco. Hi, Kat, welcome back to Tower Talks.
1: John, thanks for having me again.
0: So, Kat, how are the from your interactions with, with your carrier customers, how are, how are the carriers thinking about C-band small cell deployments? and what are some of the key decision factors they're contemplating?
1: We're seeing C-band being deployed primarily first, like you mentioned on their macro layer. Um, It's a similar frequency to what they uh, experienced with their AWS deployments. So we think of it as uh, filling their macro layer first and then using the small cells to densify. So Mm -hmm. another mid band spectrum that once they roll out, uh, on the macro layer, they'll identify areas where they need more capacity and use the small cells as fill-ins. Similarly, how they've done with prior uh, spectrum
0: Mm -hmm. rollouts. Mm -hmm. But there are challenges with that, particularly with C-band. And what are some of the the issues that you're you're seeing coming up with trying to make this all work?
1: Uh, There are a variety of different antenna uh, and radio configurations that we're seeing with C-band that are a little bit different than what we've seen in the past for small cells. So you have the standard radios that connect to a canister or a panel antenna. uh, They come in sizes varying from uh, 4T, 4R all the way up to they could use their macro radios. So the same radios that go on the tower, they could put on
0: Mm -hmm. small
1: cells as well. Uh, And then they also have integrated antennas. So the benefits the carriers are seeing with uh, integrated antennas is they get massive MIMO, so a little bit better spectral efficiency uh, capacity that they can get out of those. So they have a 16T, 16R version. Uh, there could be a 32T, 32R version or 64T, 64R version that they're looking to deploy. They'll be a little bit more similar to the millimeter wave deployments uh, where They would go on top of the tower and act as an all-in-one solution. And you'd typically see those deployed uh, in sectorized. So probably three of those active antennas on the top of the tower. So we have a lot of different varieties of options that can be used depending on what each application is for, whether they're trying to do fixed wireless into a building Mm -hmm. um, and -hmm. cover that specific direction, or if they're trying to provide capacity. Uh, maybe in a parking lot or uh, a more venue type application,
0: yeah.
1: and kind of cover a more broad area. So you have, uh, like you said, not one size fits all. We have a lot of different sizes of C-band as opposed mm-hmm. to what we've seen previously. Um, so there's a lot of solutions needed depending on what the goal of each one of these small cell
0: deployments is. So you mentioned the different configurations for um, MIMO 32 and 64 TR. I mean, are these still considered small cell um, adaptable or, or, or it seems like an awfully big array?
1: <laughs> there are a lot of big arrays. Uh, some of the carriers, we'll call them medium cells um, or mini uh, macros, if you will. Gotcha. Um, and a yeah. lot of it will come down to what is their ideal rad center um, for where they're trying to go. and what um, is most appropriate for each given
0: situation. So from Comscope's point of view, we're not, you don't make the radios, but you are ta- we're talking here about the packaging and the housing for the radios. And uh, obviously Comscope supplies antennas as well, but uh, primarily we're talking about the um, uh, what the radios would be housed in at a small cell. Is that right? Yes.
1: So our MetroCell product line, Uh, is the infrastructure used for small cells, whether it's a pole to mount things to or mounts for the radios or antennas, uh, integrated poles where all of the um, Mm. radio equipment would be inside the poles. So it's a little bit more of a stealth solution Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. um, highly aesthetically sensitive areas, or we have pole top and middle of the pole enclosures as well. Again, depending on what the carriers trying to accomplish, but also what the municipality and jurisdiction is right. looking for uh, from an aesthetic perspective.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it depends on what what they're allowed to put where, right? I mean, absolutely, uh, e- either on existing street furniture or if they have the capability to put in a uh, a dedicated new installation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether or not it needs a, a light, what does the light arm need to look like? Um, we've been working for a number of years now on getting approvals uh, in a variety of different municipalities across the country. So we have 98% of the top 50 where we have at least one approved solution. So we have a a good base of how do we build on those and how do we adapt those solutions to make sure that we're able to accommodate C-band or spectrums going forward, whatever gets auctioned off next, right? And how do we make it backwards compatible so that the look and feel are the same um, or do we need to modify a couple brackets if it's a, a standard antenna, or excuse me, standard radio like they've been using previously to go mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Um, an enclosure or a pole top or inside the pole that uh, has been deployed previously or the look and same form factor of what has been deployed previously? Or do we need to modify it a little bit if we're going to use some of those active antennas that go on the top of the pole? Yep. So how do we take what was approved for millimeter wave? Uh, and make it fit for C-band um, version of those active antennas.
0: So the carrier is ultimately responsible for getting the designs approved and the, the permitting and licensing and the like, right? Yes. But yes. obviously the feedback <laughs> gets back to you as to the, what they'll need from a, a form factor or a packaging mm-hmm. or some yes. kind of okay. configuration, right?
1: And we have teams that will work with them to help uh, understand what the, the jurisdictions are looking for. Mm-hmm. or Even the power companies, so we have a lot of various power configurations depending yep. on who the utility or fiber provider is. Uh, so making sure that we understand and kind of acting as a, a neutral third party between um, the jurisdictions and the carriers and the yep. neutral hosts as well, not just specifically single MNOs, but you know the, the neutral hosts as well. Um We we want it to work for everybody. We're not just trying to say uh, this specific solution can only work for these radios. We want it to be open um, to accommodate as many carrier configurations and radio configurations as possible, being mindful of what the jurisdictions are looking for. Uh, So we were able to do that successfully and then back into making sure that the C-band portfolio of radios, which is very uh, large breadth of different options across the OEMs Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. each carrier is using, um, can fit into something that works for the jurisdictions uh, that the carriers are already familiar with, uh, so that will streamline their deployment of their C-band spectrum
0: going forward. Mm -hmm. So if I understand it, the MetroCell, as you're describing it, it is self-contained. It has fiber, it has power and all the mounting for the whatever radio is is being deployed at that site. Is is that that right?
1: Correct. Uh, We have a variety of different um, levels of kitting or of integration available Mm -hmm. depending Mm -hmm. on everything from, we could just give you um, a bracket uh, Mm. inside of a concealment as we would call it, whether it goes to the top or middle of the pole. Um, that is able to house the mm-hmm. fiber and power, uh, but maybe that the is field installable, if that's the preference, or we have fully integrated where we install um, the power and fiber and everything else that would be needed. Um, some of the solutions are actively cooled. If we're putting higher power radios in there, we would pre-wire all of that as well so that when it arrives on site, you plug the radios in and you're essentially ready to go. So we can accommodate uh, any level of integration or self-containment depending on specifically what the need is in that that location or for that carrier.
0: Yeah, I I, I was talking specifically about uh, a single site, but I think last time we spoke about clusters of small cells that can be served from a hub that might feed power and fiber down down that uh, down a, a line to yes. a number of sites Absolutely. the same packaging would still be would still be able to be used right
1: yes so we have a, a solution called powershift metro and uh-huh. it is essentially a distributed power and fiber architecture similar to how the carriers deploy their CRAN architecture currently where they have mm-hmm. a hub and then the fiber goes to each individual site right, uh, this right. would combine power and fiber um, so you would have one drop location for your power meter that would power your power hub. And you would hub and spoke or you can daisy chain, depending on how your small cell layout is configured, to power all of those poles. So that uh, can certainly work for any of your new C-band deployments going forward. And it would right. work with all of our metro cell uh, portfolio of solutions as
0: well. So you alluded to earlier the fact that we could con- conce- conceivably add other frequency bands in this packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know AT&T, for instance, is rolling out a, a dual C-band 3.5, 3.45 gig package where they want to do you know, both frequencies in one, one tower climb, essentially, right. or one truck yep. roll. Um, the MetroCell can accommodate that?
1: Absolutely. We can accommodate whether it's, <clears throat> excuse me, 3.45 and, and C-band. There's been talks of a radio that can do not only the 345, uh, but also CBRS and some C band integrated yes. into it. So we would take into consideration what's the form factor. And when we say form factor, we don't just need the size. Obviously, the size is a big part of it, but thermally, and how much power does it pull mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we can make sure uh, once it's deployed in the field, the cooling over the fins of the radio, or does it need active cooling, as I mentioned previously? Um, yep we have that appropriately sized for thermals, um, as well as the power load. Again, how much power is being pulled from, uh, the street or whatever power supply is in that pool so that we can appropriately design solutions or, um, redesign bracket kits, uh, accordingly for new Mm -hmm, radios. mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess the other, the other aspect of this is in addition to multiple frequencies, um, can, uh, can we support multiple carriers at the same site?
1: Sure. Um, we like to ask, uh, everybody says multi-carrier, what does that mean? Yes,
0: it yes, means so. different
1: things to different people as multiple yes, carriers, does. different frequencies of the same M&O, or is it multiple M&O's on a single pole? Uh, so we like to ask how many radios, uh, of what type, because then that dictates what type of solutions are available how many radios and of what type, again, can it go in the pole? Does it need to go on the side of the pole? Uh, If we have various carriers that want uh, active radios, whether it's millimeter wave or C band, Mm -hmm. how many rad centers of that do we need? Because that Mm -hmm. then goes back into structurally, how Mm -hmm. tall can the pole be or what kind of foundation design do we need to support it? Um, So we absolutely can support multiple carriers or uh, a multi- Tenant neutral host type solution. Um, it again comes back to what type of radios and how many and where's it going, and then we can work uh, towards a solution accordingly. You
0: know I, in our area, um, I, I, I might have mentioned before. I live in Baltimore County, outside Baltimore. We have all kinds of small cells, mainly Verizon um, mm-hmm. on uh, with Crown Castle, but they keep separate. You know, I, I can tell four G from five G. And but the poles may be only a few feet apart. Well, a few feet apart, but they, they keep them separate, uh, I guess, to avoid any kind of uh, uh, too much on a, on a single structure. But um, I have seen designs where they're self contained, they have m- multiple um, openings for different carrier radios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a completely different design, right?
1: Definitely. Uh, so, what likely could have happened in the first scenario is um, the pole was built for their initial 4G or um, you know, sometimes it's even existing ODAS equipment that's in these um, mm-hmm. deployments and right next to it or maybe down the block, they would put a, a millimeter wave only. Yes. Yep.
0: Um,
1: and you need a lot of those to cover the same territory uh, or ra- a radius of yep. what was previously deployed just because of the propagation Um, So that's commonly seen, or we could have also seen uh, the pole was not designed to put additional Mm -hmm, loading on mm -hmm. the top of the pole. Um, Putting more, especially on the top of the pole with the the wind um, surface area that some of these active antennas like millimeter wave or some of the C-band ones going forward, it really uh, negatively impacts what Structurally, it can hold. So uh, a lot, we're seeing a lot that can't be upgraded without replacing the whole pole. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just more economical and feasible to put a new pole. Um, mm-hmm. So aesthetically, maybe it's not the best, but uh, from a, a cost or structural perspective, it probably makes a lot of sense to do it that way.
0: Boy, we 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 often write about feet pushback <laughs> that communities have on the aesthetics of, of of small cell deployments, but you know without without these, obviously they don't have really good service either. So it's a bit of a trade off. And so this this is great, uh, Kat. Any any final uh, comments or, or points you'd like to make that we may not have touched on?
1: I think we covered a lot of it pretty well. I'm excited for the evolution of. What we're seeing in the industry, C bands really changing a lot from uh, a competitive perspective. It'll be interesting going forward to see if the carriers do put multiple frequencies on their small cells going forward, or do C band only small cells play a bigger role because there is such a large uh, bandwidth capacity available with that specific frequency as opposed to what they had previously deployed.
0: So uh, these. Uh, this portfolio, John Metro, so <clears throat> excuse me, the Metro cell line is it available now?
1: Absolutely. We've been working on this, uh, gosh, for probably six or seven years now. So we've evolved mm. uh, and grown our portfolio as the market has grown. Uh, we have a, a vast variety of products. We think we've built it out very, uh, very well to accommodate all of the needs of the markets. Uh, it can be found on comscope.com. Okay. We have a whole MetroCell team dedicated to helping uh, our customers and jurisdictions. Um, they can either email me or uh, go to Comscope.com again, like I mentioned, and it is under MetroCell. Uh, small cell will bring you to some specific radio equipment, but MetroCell is what we call our, our small cell infrastructure.
0: Oh, this is great. Great. Um... Kat, you know, I always learn something every time we talk, so I I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. uh, Thanks for the time, John. uh, You
1: asked some really great thought-provoking questions, so I always enjoy chatting.
0: Great. Uh, Well, thanks everyone for joining us today, and uh, please do enjoy the rest of your day.